Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. Uh, Nick, let's jump into some of the injury news. Obviously, good news uh, coming out of Denver um, with the injuries to Jerry Judy and Pastor Tan. Both those guys are day-to-day. Uh, Pat Sertan has the shoulder injury, uh, and then Jerry Judy with the ribs. And it, it sounds like neither one is is very severe, um, you know, I, which is which is great to hear because, you know, when Jerry Judy went down, I thought that one was going to be a serious injury. I never really saw what happened to, to Pat. Um, yeah. You know, it was kind of an odd thing where he came out, and it looked like on the sideline I was watching him that he was asking uh, maybe to get back into the game. So I, I figured that one wasn't as serious, but when you talk about a shoulder with a DB, you just never know. Um, and, and again, those two guys are, are invaluable for this football team in terms of what they do for their sides of the ball. So Nick, what's just your reaction? Are you, are you thankful that these two guys are obviously, I mean, I don't know if they'll play this Sunday. I would, I would bet that maybe one of them plays Sunday. And if I had to bet, it was probably Sertan just because I think that, Maybe he's a little bit healthier, but that's based off just, again, it looked like he was trying to go back into the game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely appeared that way to me. But, you know, once again, these are two athletes that uh, love to compete, and it's hard to kind of keep them out. The whole Jerry Judy situation with the ribs, man, I can tell you, man, I've had a, a rib injury before. It is not that uh, something that you want to play with is not comfortable. And you got to think about it. I mean, you, you breathing, laughing, all of those things actually hurt your ribs. And you don't want to go out there. You don't want to take another shot. And then now you're dealing with a more serious injury, like a punctured lung or something like that. Now, with the case of Patrick Sertan, I, too, have, have had that injury, too, as far as the shoulder. But what they can do with it, they can put uh, what, what is called a shoulder harness in where they attach it to a part of your shoulder pads and then kind of strap it onto your arm trying to keep your arm within the side of your body. And for, for me, we're going we're to need all the guys this week against San Francisco 49ers, especially Debo Sammy and Brandon Ayuk. We'll get into that more uh, uh, later on in the week. But if there was one of the two players that I, I would have to roll the dice on and say, well, there's a greater chance that they're going to play in the game, it would be PS2. But what we're seeing is that this uh, coaching staff and this medical staff they're taking a lot of precautions when it comes to players and their injuries. And think about the Justin Simmons thing. He wanted to play. He thought he could play. They're like, no, Justin, we're going to put you on IR, and we're going to wait because, uh, to me, they, they see the bigger picture. They know it's more of a marathon and not a sprint because when you look at the first two games of the season, Seattle and Houston, both winnable games, you look at the back half of the schedule, I mean, that's kind of murderous row as far as, teams who were over 500 just a year ago. So you want to make sure you have all your players, uh, I guess, ready to go when you need them to go. But i tell you what, George, the one thing that uh, I was impressed with is uh, the depth of this team and the guy, Demari Mathis. Yeah, I think he won past defense and five tackles. And, and here's what it is. When you are forced to come into a game, uh, when you're not expecting it, there's a lot of nerves. There's a lot of things that are going on. And once again, this is your first game at home. We, we know what happened in Seattle. And Damari Mathis didn't play a significant amount of uh, reps. But now you're told, hey, George Stoyer, PS2 is out. We need you to go in the game. And you're like, what? Now? 
and in this kind of critical situation. But the young man went out there and he handled himself uh, well. And I know Tyreek Cleveland dropped one pass from uh, Russell Wilson, but I, I was happy with what I saw later on the game and Kendall Hinton. I mean, how great it is for him, a guy who was on a practice squad and he was elevated just in time for this game and who knew that he would have to go in and uh, make some plays for the Denver Broncos. So I'm happy for those guys. All three of those guys are going to be expected to continue to move forward and take that right step. But the guy who I was really impressed with was Demar Mathis. I'm interested in getting on your thoughts on how you felt that he performed. Yeah, I thought he played really well. Um, I thought he was really physical, which is, you know, maybe sometimes a, a trait that, you know, young players don't have as often, especially at that corner spot. But he came in, made some nice tackles. I thought the play he made, I think it was third and goal where Brandon yeah. Cooks, I think it was Brandon Cooks that beat him. And uh, he made up some ground and, and uh, broke up that pass. That was a great play. And, and, and I think the best part about that play, Nick, if people remember, second and goal, he got beat. Brandon Cooks beat him uh, and was open in the end zone. And Davis Mills kind of threw a low ball and and Cooks didn't make the play. And it's easy for a, a young guy to maybe say, oh, man, I just got beat um, and, and then go to third and goal and get beat again. Right. But he made up the play. Uh, he came back and made a, a spectacular play in the back of the end zone to prevent a touchdown that really ends up kind of saving that game for the Broncos. If you look at it that way. Right. Like the way that the Broncos offense was moving. That could have been a, a huge play for the Texans in that game. So I was really impressed by him. And I talked to him in the, in the locker room after the game, Nick. And that dude is is cool as a, uh, as a cucumber. I mean, that guy, <laughs> that guy was calm. He was confident. Um, you know, I, I even asked him, I said, man, like, you just played in your first NFL game. You came in and had to replace, you know, the best corner, maybe the best defensive player on this team, one of the best players on this team, right, in Pat Sertan. And you went out there and played really well. And, and, you know, typically you talk to some rookies after they get their first game and, you know, they're all fired up and, and they're real emotional. And they're like, wow, that was, you know, incredible. He was like, yeah, I just, I went out there and did my job. And, and uh, I've been preparing for this for, you know, weeks, you know, through training camp and preseason. And Nick, you were out there. He was impressive in training camp and preseason. Had, a, had, a, had some interceptions, made some nice tackles. Uh, I think the kids got a lot of potential and, and, you know, I've said it before, but, you know, Ronald Darby, last, next year is the, the last year of his contract. And I think Ronald Darby's playing great. I think he's actually one of the more underrated players so far through two games. I think he's played played really well, really, really well at that other corner spot. But DeMar Mathis is the next man up once Darby either is gone or they move in a different direction. Or maybe even, you know, Kwan Williams goes in a different direction. And all of a sudden, Damari Mathis is playing there. Uh, I think that they're really high on this kid. And, and I mean, that's why they drafted him, right, uh, out of Pittsburgh. I think that. They were really high on him. But, yeah, I was super impressed by him. Uh, and, and, Nick, I mean, you, you know, as a young, you know, defensive back to come in and play like that, that's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, it, it is. And, and that's why, you know, I, I like the kid. It's understanding the moment because I, I can tell you this, and I have no problems with telling you, when, when I was a rookie like Damari Mathis, I mean, I, I didn't have the type of moxie that he had because there was a little nervousness that you have when you're doing something for the first time, especially when you tossed in in the pinch and then you have to go out there and you have to execute because there can't be a drop off. It's a little different than knowing at the beginning of the week that you are going to be counting on to start. So you can mentally prepare yourself throughout the week. But when all of a sudden you are tossed in and keep this in mind too, 
DeMar Mathis is a young guy, so now he has to go out there and guard Brandon Cooks, who I think is still a good receiver in this league. But you still have to go out there and play special teams. And Coach Stoops doesn't want you to drop off and say, hey, listen, I know you're out there playing defense and you're putting in a tough situation, so I want you to play less effort with less effort on special teams and give all your energy to the defensive side of the ball. You can't do that. So once again, this is another reason I was really impressed with how Damari Mathis handled the situation. And when you go out there as a young player and you play well and you make plays, your confidence level starts to soar out of the roof. We saw the same thing last year with PSU. Not saying that Damari Mathis is PSU. It would be great if he developed the skill set to kind of rival that of PSU because now it makes things that much easier for George Payton when you're trying to say, well, who are our booking corners? But you brought up something that was really interesting. You brought up Ronald Darby, and there are not a lot of people who are talking about Darby and how he performed so far this season with PS2 being out. Now he is our, you know, you could say uh, DB1 if you want to call it that. So we're going to look to him to kind of help bring Damari Mathis along, but I'm loving what I'm seeing for these two guys so far this season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and look, it's a good thing if if you're at corner, no one's talking about you, right? Uh, that's right. typically the case. So I, I think that that's good. I know he had, I think he had a PI in the Seahawks game, but other than that, he's. I feel like he's he's had some really good games. Obviously, he needs to stay healthy. That's been an issue throughout his career, but I, I think that he's set up to have a really good year. And, and, you know, we saw him working on the jugs machine. So I'm interested to see if he can get some interceptions this year as well. One guy I did want to ask about, and we, we talked about him quite a bit on the last podcast, but after rewatching the game, what were your impressions of Caden Stearns, especially knowing, you know, who knows when Pat Sertan comes back and how long Damari Mathis has to play, but we do know Caden Stearns is going to be starting these next three games, uh, at least for the Broncos. What did you think from him at that safety spot? I thought he did a, a great job. Um, he didn't give up any explosive plays. Uh, he was around the ball. He didn't have that many opportunities to to make uh, the impact like we saw uh, last season. But uh, I would give it a solid performance. But then I go back as we talk about these guys, uh, Kate Stearns and Damari Mathis. I mean, we, we can praise them for their level of execution and production. But but to me, every time we do that, you're going and giving, you know, George Payton a data boy. Right, you're patting him on the back because, uh, for me, that that's been the issue around here for a while. You know, wh- what does our depth look like? Can we really keep guys? Can we draft and develop guys? And knowing as though our defense right now, it's kind of the best part of this team. I would say that George Payton has done a great job. You know, piecing this team together, and a lot of players that he selected are definitely you know showing up and showing out, as we would like to, to say it. But there's other guys on this roster that I'm definitely looking to see step it up and and take that uh, next step. You know, I I brought this up when I was talking about Tyree Cleveland and Kendall Hinton. When when you think about those two guys, and once again, we know that Jerry Judy is uh, day-to-day. You know, what what, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? We really don't know. Will he play on Sunday? We have no idea. But 
when you when you think about you know the depletion of the wide receiver room and knowing as though you have Tyree Cleveland and you have a Kendall Hinton, when, when you look at those two guys, which guy would you say? And then there's a difference in the body types and the skill set. But but if you're Russell Wilson, which of those two guys would you say? Okay, well we have to find a way with Jerry Judy being out to get that guy involved in the offense. Can I say neither of them? That might really? be a hot take. I would I here was here was what I was saying in the press box. I'm putting Montreal Washington in the game. I I, oh. am, I I I think that kid needs to get more looks. Like I, I just think that he's made so many plays and they got him that reverse play. And what did he do with it? He took it down the field. I think it was like a 20-some yard run. Uh, I would try and get him the ball before I got Tyree Cleveland and Kendall hitting the ball. But if I had to choose between the two, probably Tyree Cleveland. Um, you know, I think that he's shown some really nice abilities, right? I think that he made two nice, really good grabs. Uh, and then people forget, I think it was a couple of years ago, you know, he came into that, I think it was one of the last games of the season and had a really nice game. I, I think that he's shown that capability. And, and that's not to say Kendall Hinton hasn't shown that either. I mean, he had a great game last year. I think it was against Dallas. Uh, and showed a lot of capability. But I think Tyree Cleveland is a little bit more dynamic. He's a guy that's a little bit bigger bodied. Um, You know, I think when Tim Patrick went down, he was kind of the girl, the the guy everybody, you know, circled to be like, oh, you know, he could be a guy that steps up in this position. Uh, And and so I think that that's who they're going to go to. Now, I know we want to dive into after this segment, maybe some other potential targets that they could get one Odell Beckham Jr. Um, But you know, I, I think that there's several guys that could step up, and I think one of them is Montrell. Now, it's hard. We've talked about it, Nick, a lot. When you get guys off special teams and all of a sudden they have to play offense or defense, it's really hard on those guys, right? And other guys have to step up. Uh, but I'm interested to see if maybe they get Montrell a little bit more involved. Do they bring Jalen Virgil up? I think they could have really used a guy like that uh, the other day. And then what's K.J. Hamler's situation, right? I mean, if the guy – you know, is having somewhat, I know Nathaniel Hackett said it's not a setback, but if he was fully healthy, I think he would have played, right? And I think they could have used him on Sunday. So um, let's take a break here in a, in a second, Nick, um, and then we can jump into a little bit more of the wide receiver stuff. Um, but I, I do think that this team is is capable, and like you said, they have a lot of depth, uh, especially on defense, I think. Don't, don't you think, Nick, right now on defense they have more depth than maybe they do offensively? Yeah, absolutely. This may sound like a cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway, because guess what, George? It is absolutely true. Defense still wins championship. I don't care how many quarterbacks uh, they they prop up there and say it's a quarterback-driven league, but those quarterbacks are neutralized by the defensive side of the ball. So knowing as though the Broncos have depth, I don't want that depth to be tested too much because – We've already seen a lot of injuries in week two, but yes, I mean, the, de- the defensive side of the ball has a-, a lot of depth and we have to see what happens on the opposite side of the ball. You brought up Jalen Verger's name. I mean, he could be a candidate to play in uh, Sunday night football. And I think he would be a, a great addition to, to this offense. And I like the kind of uh, idea of putting Cortland on one side, Tyree Cleveland on the other side and throwing Montreal Washington in the slot. You're absolutely right. Montreal has done enough in training camp to deserve this opportunity. And I know, you know, just kind of talking to him and being around him at practice, I mean, this is what it's all about for him, especially 
with everyone, well, not everyone, I don't want to generalize, but there are so many people who were upset that the Broncos selected him and wanted to know why. We got a chance to see it in training camp. I would love to see it in the regular season to see what the kid can do. Yeah, we'll see where that receiver depth is this week, right? I mean, it's going to be tested. Um, and really, it's going to be tested all season. When you lose Tim Patrick in in training camp, it was always going to be tested this year. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Defensively, yeah, I mean, you know you have a lot of depth when, you know, your second-round pick, Nick Benito, is not even active on game days. Yeah, um, that's crazy, was, right? It's, it's totally crazy. I mean, he's a guy that I know they're really high on. Uh, I know he's super young and making some mistakes here and there, but – He's a guy that's eventually going to contribute on this football team. So for him to be an active kind of speaks to the depth on that side of the ball. But Nick, let's jump into more receiver talk uh, and my boy Odell Beckham Jr. uh, after this quick break. 